Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Dr. Hector R. Garcia, Associate Dean of Criminal Justice here at Southern New Hampshire University. During this episode, we will learn about how diversity, inclusion, and equity strategies were incorporated into the redevelopment of the psychology program right here at Southern New Hampshire University. With that in mind, We want to extend a special welcome to our guest, Senior Associate Dean, Dr. Barbara Lesniak, who oversees the social sciences programs here at Southern New Hampshire University. Thank you for being here, Dr. Lesniak, and welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here and talk about our psychology program. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, For the edification of our listeners, Would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your role here at Southern New Hampshire University? Absolutely. I am a senior associate dean now uh, overseeing all of the social sciences programs, but psychology is my passion. And I actually started out teaching here as an adjunct, and then I worked my way up to lead faculty, and then eventually to a dean role in the psychology program. And I've always been fascinated with psychology as it applies to everyday life. I've done a variety of work in my past, um, ranging all the way from the traditional counseling that you think of associated with psychology to working in training and development, because there's really a lot of ways that psychology plays into everyday life and into so many careers that people don't even think about. So it was really nice to come to Southern New Hampshire University and to be able to look at psychology holistically and share that perspective with our students. Great, great. Thank you very much for that background. And as we focus on today's theme, we are talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how they played a very important part when the SNHU psychology program was recently redeveloped. As we know, psychology has many broad applications and its high level of personal satisfaction derived from helping others has helped launch the SNSU psychology program to help us better understand and provide knowledge of human behaviors. And the support and integration of diversity, equity, inclusion into the psychology program promotes a culture that places value on our students, faculty, and our overall stakeholders. During this podcast, we want to hear from Dr. Lesniak as she will discuss how the international... Oh, gee, stop. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for that introduction, Dr. Lesniak. As we know, diversity, equity, and inclusion played an important part in the redevelopment of the SNHU psychology program. With psychology's broad applications, 
and its high level of personal satisfaction derived from helping others, the SNHU Psychology Program aims to provide knowledge and understanding of human behavior. The support and integration of DEI into the psychology program has promoted a culture that places value on our students, faculty, and overall stakeholders. During this podcast, we will hear from Dr. Lesniak as she discusses how the intentional and programmatic integration of DEI into the newly redeveloped psychology programs of study have set the stage for our student success in the psychology discipline and in society. So with that in mind, Dr. Lesniak, what brought about a call for the redevelopment of the Southern New Hampshire University psychology program in the first place? Oh, Dr. Garcia, I'm so happy that you asked that question um, because I'm really passionate about what we did with the program. The old program, it was very solid, but we had one small problem. We advertised it as a Bachelor of Arts program, but quite frankly, it was structured as a Bachelor of Science. And what I mean by that is that the classes leaned very, very heavily on literature reviews, on research design, on all of those things that would prepare a student to to go on to graduate school. However, really, our student population is looking at a very, very diverse um, way of using their degrees. It may be going on to grad school, but quite often they're focused on what can I do to help me in my career, maybe in their current career, maybe in something that they're looking to do in the future. Sometimes it's really as simple as just wanting to understand themselves better or to understand the background in their family. They'll come in, they'll think, well, you know, I wonder why did things happen the way that they did within my family? Um, What were the dynamics at play there? And they want to get that better understanding through psychology. So really, we were not serving the greater part of our population with that research-based focus. So we took a step back. We said, all right. Who are our students? Literally to the point of creating student personas. And we said, how can we best serve their needs with this program? How can we take a more holistic approach that is going to prepare them for a wide variety of uses for their degree? And it's not just us who have that perspective. Because even the American Psychological Association has come to recognize students' changing needs. And at the time when we were doing the redevelopment, they had version 2.0 of their guidelines for undergraduate psychology majors. And interestingly, those guidelines shift the sociocultural lens from a focus on negative motives and situations to a problem-solving approach. So in other words, they're not looking at, okay, here's psychology, um, let's look at how it affects things and how it frames different issues that are happening with people and in a broader perspective. Instead, it says, okay, we know that these challenges exist, but how can we solve problems? And it incorporates DEI concepts and a learning goal that focuses on ethical and social responsibility in our diverse world. And it also has another area that centers on effective communication. And we all know that communication is key to so many things, psychology included. So we looked at APA, we looked at our program, and we said, all right, 
how do we take a holistic approach now and how do we bring in that DEI component? Very interesting. Very interesting. I, I could see where the change with the student personas and remaining contemporary as to what the needs of the students were, how that really brought about this change. And uh, it is something that is needed in order to match what is going on with our students. So perfect. So can you tell me specifically how the concepts of DEI were actually synthesized into the curriculum? Since you provided us with the overall perspective as to why it's needed with our problem-solving approach, but how was it specifically synthesized into the curriculum? That's one of the pieces that I am most proud of because we decided if we want DEI and certain other areas to be big focuses here, we need to call them out up front and then to continually refer back to them throughout all of our core classes. So what we did was looked at the APA goals and ask ourselves, how can we synthesize them into a unique way that's going to ensure that students dress them in all of those core classes? And we ended up capturing five programmatic themes that pop up in every single assignment. Sometimes it's called out blatantly, sometimes it's a little more subtle, but they're all there. And those five themes are self-care, social justice, emotional intelligence, career connections, and ethics. And the great thing is that you can see that three out of those five themes have some very, very direct DEI connections. And ethics in particular was an area where we had noticed that our students struggled in the prior program. And in those older classes, they were pretty much framing ethics in terms of study design and in working with the population that they were studying. But now they're looking at ethics through the lens of everyday choices and situations. So I think that really, really brings that to life more for them than just thinking about, all right, I'm going to study this population. How do I make sure that I'm not causing any harm here? Now they're looking at harm as something that's a lot more personal in society and the people that they deal with um, in terms of the everyday. And we also have a connection with social justice that's very, very obvious. And emotional intelligence is playing a big role, too, because we all know how social justice plays in with DEI. But emotional intelligence gives us skills to carry that out. Maybe somebody wants to be an advocate for something they feel very strongly about, but if they don't have self-awareness, if they don't have empathy, if they don't have good communication skills, they're really not going to be able to advocate effectively because nobody's going to listen to them. So we want to be sure that our students have these skills because now that is going to expand their range of influence. And they're going to be able to accomplish what they want, whether it be in their career or maybe something just personal that's very, very important to them. And now our students do have to link at least one theme directly to their discussion topic every week. So that's a blatant way of how we've worked that in. And then in other assignments, we work it in more subtly. We might give them a situation to analyze, and we don't specifically say, hey, you're going to be using emotional intelligence here, or hey, this situation that we gave you is linked to social justice, but it's there. It's always weaved in. If you go in and you analyze the assignments, you can always come up with at least one of those themes. 
And one part that I really like to see how it's playing out with our students is that the concepts come together in the culminating experience. We used to call it a capstone, but we don't anymore because it's not focused on creating a research proposal. And honestly, I really don't think the students referred back to those proposals once they left the program. They might use it in a grad school application, but are they really going to actually go out and conduct a study? I don't think so. Um, and it also doesn't create a stressful make it or break it situation with the final paper that carries all of the points or really most of the points. Now we've broken the capstone, capstone down into several assignments that have equal points and that focus on different areas where students can choose things about which they're passionate and they can come up with solutions to things that they're passionate about. So it's making it very, very personal to them and that has improved our success rates. So I, I really am gratified to see that because I feel like we've made this program so much more relevant to everyday life. Excellent, excellent. It sounds like the redevelopment was very well thought out and the subtleties of including those themes in there, all related to contemporary issues with, of course, the synthesis of those DEI topics within them. So now that we know a little bit about the program, why it was changed, what were some examples of the change and the synthesis, Tell us a little bit, Dr. Lesniak, how were these changes re received? How did they fare? Have the students accomplished their goals better? Have the faculty engaged more? So what were the effects of all these changes? Well, I'm really, really excited to say that we've seen our success rates go up in uh, the majority of the classes and nothing has gone down. We've stayed the same or we've gone up, particularly in areas where students traditionally struggle, for example, research and statistics. And I believe this is because we're showing them not, hey, here's a bunch of numbers that you have to crunch and make these calculations, but this is why data is very important. This is how you can actually use it and apply it. And we also brought in some videos that uh, are done by adjuncts, by deans, and that talk about their personal experiences, how they use research and statistics every day, and even about the fact that they themselves went through anxiety. So we normalize that for our students. So I feel like that's really been a big support in those success rates climbing. And the students actually love the social justice approach, as they've told us when we talk to them after they complete their experience and they're getting ready to graduate, because now they've been able to customize their final work to those things that are important to them. And a lot of them do tie it into career. Some of them will tell us stories about what got them into uh, the study of psychology. And some of those stories are very, very raw and they're very upfront with us. And now they've been able to make some sense of things in their lives. And sometimes they feel very passionate about a particular um, area that might be in the news. And they say, you know, I see this, but what can I do about it? And how can I make that difference? Well, we allow them to be a change agent for what, whatever area they would like to apply that to. So I feel like we've been really, really successful in that. And I feel like both our numbers and the qualitative data are backing us up. But I will jump to the flip side because everything is not always roses. I wish that it were, but we have run into a few challenges as well. 
And one very interesting aspect of that is that society's concepts of DEI are fluid. They change over time. And so I'll give you an example that stands out to me. Um, we had incorporated a video um, of a woman, I believe her name is Temple Brandon, for an assignment related to autism. And she used to be considered an influential figure, but now viewpoints have changed on her because of her views. So now she would not necessarily be someone that you would bring into a program for that type of example. And literally that viewpoint shifted in the time that it took us to develop that class and run it for the first few terms. So we got some negative feedback um, from students. Um, one was a woman in particular, I remember, she had a son with autism and she shared her feedback on that and we changed that video as a result. And I see that as a good thing because psychology is constantly changing. As I mentioned, society's views are constantly changing and hopefully for the better. So that allows us to be flexible and responsive to those things as our students bring them to our attention. So even though that caused a little bit of rework to a relatively new class, um, it was a way that we could ensure that we're meeting those students' needs and we are accurately representing an aspect of DEI. Because you, you can never be stagnant, ever. You have to be flexible, you have to be agile, and you have to be willing to adapt your approach to meet learners' current needs. Well, thank you for that example, because this has really taught the students that this fluidity of DEI can happen anywhere. In this case of your example, it happened in their classroom, but again, it could happen in the workplace, it could happen in general society, anywhere, and they have learned how to appropriately and effectively become agents of change. And so we really appreciate that connection to the title of our podcast. So Dr. Lesniak, do you have any closing thoughts or comments regarding these themes that our listeners might be interested in? Well, I think when you tied that into the title, um, that really spoke to me because I feel like in my example, that student felt that they were free to advocate for themselves and for their child. And that really gratified me that they felt the ability to do that because one of the things that we're teaching them is self-advocacy. So that's an example right there that they're getting these concepts. They're getting this DEI. It's not something where we're just saying, hey, here's these themes. They're lofty. They're up here. You never really have to look at how this ties into anything. That student used some emotional intelligence concepts there to reach out to us and to make a case. So I absolutely love seeing students incorporate that. Um, I could talk about it all day, but I know that we're limited in our podcast time. But the more that you can bring these things into your curriculum, give your students chance to take them, apply them to everyday life, and then practice them both in the classroom and then in the broader world, the more successful your program is going to be. Exactly. We agree 100%. So Dr. Lesniak, thank you for joining us today. But we really want to thank you for bringing some light to the psychology program and how contemporary and modern it is when you told us about the cause for the redevelopment being that the degree needed some career-related goals, that it was previously designed with a grad school approach and has been broadened. It still has that approach, but it has the integration of career-related goals with the study of the student personas, 
There are, could be a wide variety of uses for their degrees. We appreciate the problem-solving approach that you talked about and how the new five themes were incorporated in there. You told us about the self-care, the social justice, the emotional intelligence, the career connections, and of course, the ethics. With the focus being on solutions, customization of the students. For example, in the student's capstone, they get to customize something that they're passionate about as their final project before they graduate. These are excellent things. And it's the evidence is there as success rates are up. And the program continues to respond to the fluidity of DEI in society because as we know, education is a microcosm of society. So those changes that are fluid in society obviously will have ripple effects and repercussions in higher education, which the psychology program has not only anticipated, but dealt with in a positive manner to strengthen the students. So with that, we thank you very much, Dr. Lesniak, for joining us. We hope that you will join us again sometime in the near future. Thank you. I would love that. Thank you very much. This is Dr. Hector R. Garcia, and I have been your host for this episode of Agents of Change. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.